0: You're listening to Your Woo-Woo Best Friend, a no-BS approach to wellness, spirituality, manifestation, and all things mystical. Hello, it's Andy, and this is Your Woo-Woo Best Friend. Welcome back to the show. This episode is going to be a lot of fun. I know that many of you out there are considering your plans for 2023. We're here in the holiday season. It's a really good time to start thinking about what am I here to do? How do I want my life to look in 2023? Oftentimes when we take a moment and we stop and we look back a year or two years or five years, what we see from that moment in time, a year or two years or five years ago to this moment in time right now is a marked transformation, major evolution. We actually think there are scientific studies that say this, that we do not think we will change as much as we in fact do. If you were to ask most people to describe what they think their life will look like one year from today or two years from today or five years for today, they will describe something that looks quite similar to what their life looks like. Today, in this moment, they don't expect that they're going to have much change. They just don't think that they will. And the reality is, we are evolutionary beings. We are in constant motion. We are shifting to higher timelines, especially if you're doing the deep work. And so, transformation happens. So, we're going to talk about purpose today. I think purpose is a really important topic right now and what purpose really means and how we can use some of the tools available to us, specifically our North Node astrology chart and our human design chart. We're going to look deeply into the incarnation cross on the human design chart to help us uncover purpose. And we're going to do this by dissecting a couple of celebrity charts. I did a little crowdsourcing to see what charts folks might be interested in getting a little look into. Let's be a little bit voyeuristic and check out some charts. We're going to look at Kim Kardashian, Taylor Swift, and Harry Styles. Da, da, da. So it should be fun. It's going to be a good time. Before we get into the charts, I want to give you some information about two things that we have available to you that we are launching right now. The first is the first mastermind experience that we have offered inside of WeWe Studio in quite some time. We are continuing to offer the Conscious CEO Experience and Soul Strategy readings. By the way, these readings I'm going to do today on these particular charts on Kim Kardashian's, Taylor's, and Harry Styles' charts— It's kind of a mini soul strategy reading that I'm doing. So after you hear this today, if you're like, I want my chart read like this, then you can totally book this. You can also buy a chart as a gift for a friend. It'll be a personalized recording. So those things are still available. What is new, however, inside of WeWe Studio is first... Our brand new mastermind, it is called the Lifestyle Lab. We are going to be doing the deep work inside of this lab to cultivate our year ahead. This experience is specifically for holistically minded creatives, entrepreneurs, and innovators who are committed to unlocking their personal power in 2023. This is for leaders and achievers who are interested in creating ambitious visions for 2023. This is for the creative in need of a strategic timeline for getting their goals out the door, achieving those goals. This is for soul-led entrepreneurs and executives who are really ready to rethink their personal practices for success and how they show up. One of my favorite things about facilitating masterminds is there's this amazing opportunity to make Lifelong, lasting connections to like minded people who are on this same sort of path. Show me your friends, and I will show you the future. When you make a conscious decision to be in a curated space with other people who are on a trajectory towards growth, towards transformation, towards evolution, what happens in these experiences is the collective rises together. The way that it works is we'll have. Five group coaching experiences, mastermind sessions facilitated by me will have community-oriented learning with homework to go deeper and integrate. There will be weekly rituals and prompts to help keep you on track. And there will be loads of additional support. I'll let you go check it out in the show notes if you're interested, or send me a DM if you want to have a conversation about it and see if this is for you. I am super excited about having conversations with you all to help you create this vision for 2023. Our primary focuses in this mastermind will be well-being, spirituality, wealth, which also includes your career and what you're creating through your career, and relationships. So. It doesn't matter if you own a business or starting a business, are an executive in a company, are a creative pursuing a passion. Well being, spirituality, and relationships support all of that. And most certainly, how you are working with money, your finances, and considering your career supports all of this too. So, that is the lifestyle lab. The second thing that we have to offer that is brand new for 2023, we have a brand new retreat. We still have space available in our Bali retreat coming up this spring. So if you are interested in joining that retreat, we still have space there. The brand new retreat is our Palm Springs retreat. It will be taking place end of summer 2023. Experiential travel is the foundation of our studio, and so in true wee-wee fashion, we want to take you away from home and into the high-vibe desert in California. We're going to spend our days co-living and doing our sacred work. This is quite a bit different from some of our previous retreats in the fact that This is not workshops and excursions. This is about settling in to the experience, making connections, deepening your ability to reflect and find a gorgeous sense of accountability through the relationships that you're building. And there will be a lot of time and space to hang by the pool, eat great food, and just be together in whatever way feels best for you. If you're interested in traveling with me to Palm Springs or Bali for that matter, because we do have some space left in Bali, if you want to come to those retreats, links are available in the show notes. If you're interested in Lifestyle Lab, link is also in the show notes. I hope to see you in one of those ways or hey, come get a reading with me. Let's do a soul strategy reading and chat about life purpose. So let's get into that conversation now. When considering purpose, there are two charts I like to look at. The first is the birth chart. And we really focus in on the North Node astrology on the birth chart. The second chart I like to look at is the human design chart. And I'll talk about that in just a minute. The idea of life purpose, by the way, can be so challenging, especially in Western culture. We're often encouraged to find our purpose when we are so young. And for some of us, that's when we're choosing a major in college or deciding what interests or hobbies to pursue. Purpose can feel like It's quite an elusive thing. Many of us are seeking purpose in our jobs. And hey, we're human beings. Money is a requirement to sustain our lives. And so we start to loop our purpose into finding the right job. And that makes sense because most of us are spending the majority of our time at work. But purpose doesn't equal work. It doesn't equal work. It is one component. Work is one component of purpose. But the reality is it isn't everything. So I love looking at these two charts to give us a bigger, grander perspective. The other thing about purpose is depending on your background, you may also have some sort of subconscious understanding that purpose is actually something to be sacrificed for others, whether that's your family or your kids or your church. There's often programming that pursuit of purpose is inherently bad or greedy, so As we have this conversation, what I encourage you to do is consider what does purpose mean for you? What is your subconscious programming around purpose? And what would support you in stepping more fully into purpose? When I consider this topic, and especially the way that we're going to talk about it today, it's going to be through the lens of what your soul incarnated on this planet to do. Typically, our souls did not incarnate to do just one thing. There are lessons to learn, relationships to explore. There are experiences to be enjoyed, transformations to be had, and impact to be made. This is about discovering your calling, finding your highest self. This is also about jumping timelines, getting out of the timeline that you may be on, doesn't mean there's anything wrong with this timeline. You may be totally good and comfortable, but there is an opportunity always to move up a level. So that's what we're going to talk about when we talk about purpose. This type of deep dive into North Node astrology and the human design chart, specifically the incarnation cross, also helps us to make big life transition decisions, like if you're considering moving or changing career paths or starting a business. It's also really great for diagnosing misalignment or releasing blocks. So we're going to look at these celebrity charts that I mentioned. We're going to look at Kim Kardashian's North Node, her human design, her incarnation cross specifically. I'm actually going to pull her perfections wheel too, and then we're going to do the same for Taylor Swift and Harry Styles. The perfections wheel, by the way, is a technique in ancient Hellenistic astrology. It's a method to gauge which area of your life is a focus yearly based on your natal chart. So it's about considering what the tone of the year to come will be and predicting what the universe will have in store for you. So I thought that would be fun to take a look at as well. So let's get into Kim's chart. So Kim is a Libra sun, Pisces moon, Sag rising. And if you recall, the year that Kim really came into the collective consciousness, it was 2007. Kim would have been 27 that year. So it was right in the midst of her Saturn return beginning and... That year was the year her sex tape came out, and her family was commissioned to star in Keeping Up with the Kardashians. If you know that Kim Kardashian, I don't know her. Let me just preface by saying that. But if you know of her from that time, and you know of her from her current day, Kim, her life looks quite different. Now, of course, she's been in the spotlight all along. That has not changed, but you can see this clear move towards higher purpose and everything that Kim has going on in her life today. So let's take a look at her North Node and South Node. This is her karmic astrology. Let's look at that first. Kim's North Node is in the sign of Leo in the ninth house. Having her North Node in the sign of Leo means that her South Node is sitting on the exact opposite axis. It will be that way for everyone. So on the opposite axis of Leo is Aquarius. The ninth house is the house of philosophy, and that includes travel, entrepreneurship, and higher education, In medieval astrology, this region was also linked to the people and places that were out on the horizon, well outside of your village. Now we interpret this as more of a literal and intellectual exploration. There are themes of extreme curiosity, a deep-rooted sense of wanting to see it all. And there's often this theme of exploring new topics. Hello, Kim is someone who at age 40, I think, decided to go to law school. And now she's starting or has recently started her own venture capital firm. The Ninth House encourages us to keep an open mind and to be willing to learn new things as the world around you changes and expands. This is very aligned to the behaviors that Kim has been really embracing over these last couple of years, especially in her new show. On the shadow side of things, there can be some throwing caution to the wind and taking really impulsive gambles with this ninth house placement. Also speaking your truth and sometimes speaking it in a way that's a little bit more than what other people are comfortable with and even confusing your opinion with the facts and I think we've seen Kim do that a couple of times this past year. There was that moment that went very viral when she said in a Variety magazine interview that her advice to women was to get off your ass or get up and work. And to Kim, that was great advice. She wants to see other women have the same hustle, ambition, and success that she does, but she's not remembering that her starting parameters look quite different. So the opinions and the facts there are just completely not aligned. So this placement can sometimes lead to a little bit of that causing yourself to get canceled when the filter comes off and you say things that feel like truth, but are not really everyone's truth. With her north node being in the sign of Leo She is fully stepping in to her confidence as a solo star. The show that she's been a part of for all these years up until now, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, was a show about her sisters. And we saw Kim very quickly becoming the star of the story. And now Kim, with the new show, continues to incorporate her family, which is a very Aquarian sort of thing to do to make it about the collective. But the reality is, Leo North Node placements, these people are performative. They are courageous. They are very brave. They are willing to take risks. They know that everything that they desire is right on the other side of fear. They're here to have a good time. They're here to be creative and joyful. They've got big, big dreams. And the world wants these people to take center stage. So as she's moved from age 27, when her very first show came out till this time now, when she's 42 years old, she has really made this move to being the self expressed solo star of not only her life, but she's like, what one of the most like well known women on the planet And for a Leo North Node, sometimes there can be a little bit of a rocky road on the way to the top. But the Leo North Node, like the queen of the jungle that she is, is okay with having to take some people down along the way and not everyone being incredibly happy about how she's doing it. What she knows is that everything she's doing is coming from a place of heart, that the people around her are incredibly important, and that a part of her process will always be to take care of them. But as she does that, she is going to be the one to truly shine. Having her Aquarius South Node in the third house, which sits on the opposite axis of the ninth house, is the third house is the house of communication, and Hello Kim is like the inventor of what some would say, a brand new approach to communication. Now, Kim did not invent Instagram, but Kim took what social media was at one particular point in time and she made it uniquely her own. I mean, she is kind of the inventor of the selfie, So something that Kim is always going to have a high level of comfort with is communication. The South Node is the seat of our comfort zone. It's our past life karma. It's what talents and gifts we bring into this lifetime. So she's bringing to this life the ability to be a master of communication And having this particular placement, Aquarius in the third house, Aquarians are the aliens of the Zodiac. They completely stand out from the crowd. So Kim coming into this lifetime was very comfortable in being quite different, quite different. And so quite different in terms of how she communicates, how she shows up. And as she walks this path to her Leo North Node star shine sort of moment, she's bringing this alienness that she's comfortable with along with her. And as she does this, she has a deep understanding of how to work to better humanity. And I know that might feel questionable to many, but her South Node says she's used to taking care of humanity. This is something she knows how to do. So she's bringing this mindset. And if you take a look at some of the things that she's up to today, the reason that she's pursuing law school, for example, she would tell you that this is a part of who she is. A person that has these placements needs to accept that they want to be validated that they want to be the center of attention, and that a part of the way that they do that is by cultivating those gifts of the Aquarian nature and making that piece a part of how they express. So this person, while they are sort of faking it till they make it, will naturally want to take care of the folks around them, which makes sense for Kim being on the type of show that she's been on all these years, And she will fake it until she, in fact, is actually the star that everybody knows her to be. Like, this is a person, when you look at some of her fashion moments, she is a self-professed outcast. She is not loved by the industry until she is. She fakes her way to the top of the industry, and she does it in the public eye. There's an episode this season of The Kardashians that documents the experience of she and the sisters going to the Met Gala which is arguably like the most fashionable moment in fashion all year long. She makes an interesting choice to go basically as Marilyn Monroe in Marilyn Monroe's dress, which, hello, Leo North node, wanting to be the other biggest star that there has ever been in this sort of realm. She wants to be her. She wants to show up as her. And she also talks about basically like channeling that Marilyn energy as being an every girl that becomes the biggest star in the world, Kim feels that that is exactly who she is. The other thing that she does on the episode is she leans into that Aquarian energy and she considers how to take care of the collective. The collective in this example is her sisters. She's looking around at what she can do to make sure that Chloe feels amazing that the other sisters look and feel their best. She wants to be the star, but she also wants her little collective, her family to feel nurtured and cared for along the way. When I first pulled Kim's chart, I was not at all surprised by what I had in front of me. Leo North Node, Aquarius South Node makes total sense for her and having her Libra sun placement at 29 degrees. She is someone who everything she does is about a full expression of beauty. She is constantly considering how she can put a little bit of that goddess Venus into everything that she does. So let's talk quickly about her activated perfected house. So this is the prediction of what the universe has in store for her for 2023. So she has a Gemini year ahead in the seventh house of relationships and partnerships. So we can expect to see Kim closing deals, signing new contracts, making really big things official for this year ahead. And the ruler of her year is the planet Of communication, the planet Mercury. So honestly, I don't think we're going to see much change in the way that Kim shows up. If anything, she'll just be doing more deals and doing it in a way in which she starts to become known for more than just being the rich girl next door reality star that she's been known as. And as we see her pivot into VC Kim, lawyer Kim, and further her reputation as CEO of a massive fashion brand, Kim. Okay, so let's take a look next at Kim's human design chart. She is a 3-5 generator with sacral authority. I'm not going to spend time on type and authority in this particular episode. If you're interested in going deeper into type, strategy, or authority, we do have a couple of other episodes that are really great for that. What I want to focus on is the incarnation cross. Why the incarnation cross? Because this is truly a huge indicator of purpose on our human design chart The way you can find it, of course, you can look on most charts and it'll tell you Incarnation Cross, and then it'll have a couple of numbers after whatever your particular Incarnation Cross is. Those numbers is what I'm focused on here. If you're wondering where those numbers come from when you see that on your chart, look back at your chart and you'll see there's a body graph in the middle of the chart. It kind of looks like a chakra system, and then you'll see... To the left and to the right, you're going to see a list of numbers. And each of those numbers is connected to a planet. On the left side, this is the design side of the chart. And on the right side, this is the personality side of the chart. It's said in human design that the design side, that is where these particular planets were in the sky, or these particular celestial bodies were in the sky. 88 days before you were born. Why 88 days before you were born? Well, the idea is that is the moment that your soul picked your embryonic baby body to basically attach to. So it's when your soul arrived into your body. And then on the right side of the chart, that planetary celestial body alignment was where the planets and celestial bodies were in the sky the moment that you chose to be born. Each of those planets connects to a number. If you're feeling a little bit like, whoa, this is a lot. It's a lot easier to show you this if we're actually in a reading, but stay with me. Those numbers connect to a gate on the body graph. What are the gates? The gates are those little colored in lines on the body graph, on the chart, those gates represent your gifts and talents. So on the design side, those are the unconscious gifts and talents that you arrived into your baby body with that your soul chose to bring to this lifetime. And then on the other side, on the personality side, These are the gifts and talents that you chose to adopt and arrive with the moment that you chose to be born. Looking at the Incarnation Cross, we're going to focus on four of these gates. We're going to focus on the unconscious and conscious sun gates. That's also known as the design sun gate and the personality sun gate. And then we're going to focus on the unconscious or design earth gate and the conscious or personality earth gate. Each of these four gates, I'm going to speak to in the terms of archetypes, and then I'm going to tell you a little bit about how they show up in action. And continuing this theme of using Kim's chart, we're going to look at Kim's first to help us understand what her soul incarnated on this planet to do. The sun gate on the unconscious side or the design side tells us a bit about what our hero's journey energy is. This is about expanding our self concept. There's a little bit of shadow work to be done around the sun gate on the design side. It's typically that sort of feeling like, okay, I have this gift. I have this talent. But why did I have to be the one gifted this gift or gifted this talent? And then you start to uncover along the way that you, in fact, chose this. You brought this with you. You incarnated to express this talent. You may even tell yourself that if you could be a little more in tune with this gift, because you're not so sure if you actually want it, but if you could really embrace it, or integrate it, then you would really be enough. But the reality is, you are, of course, always enough, you just have to be willing to step fully in to this talent. Kim's unconscious sun gate is the archetype of the wandering storyteller. It's Gate 56 on the chart. In action, this is all about delighting and retelling the stories from her many adventures. And sometimes that can be, it's quite stimulating. The official gate name for Gate 56 is the Gate of Stimulation. It's something that she is incredibly good at. And for her to really embrace this, what would be important is to know when it's time to tell a better story about life and to share her knowledge, her learnings, her escapades, her experiences in a way that helps to lift people up. This is something Kim is clearly learning how to do. She's always been a storyteller. She wouldn't have had this show that she's had all of this time if she wasn't the Lesson here for her is to do this in a way that avoids getting distracted by shiny object syndrome, overstimulation, or honestly, the boredom that she may feel when she's not in like super achiever mode. We as a collective don't necessarily need to see that side of Kim. The side of Kim that we need to see and that will continue to attract more people into this belief that she is evolving is the side in which she's really embracing doing good in the world. The earth gate on the design side is the gate that connects us to our spirituality. It is this particular gift that truly supports our healing. For Kim, her unconscious earth gate is gate 60. The archetypal name is the embodied magician. And Kim herself is a professed shapeshifter she is clearly tuned in to her ability to be the embodied magician this is about using a deep connection to creativity the laws of the universe the laws of nature a little bit of magic having the ability to overcome limitations as she overcomes things that for other people would be considered to be quite impossible those obstacles are nothing for her. She is totally a rule breaker and she loves to create new ways of doing things. She thrives when she's able to push boundaries. This is how Kim actually transforms. This is the embodied magician gift that she has. When she's not in alignment, it can lead her to sometimes having a tendency to act out or to do things that can create some of that cancel level vibe for her. There's a pressure for her to overcome limitations, to transcend obstacles. For her, pressure is not a problem. Kim thrives in pressure. It's really about acting from an appropriate amount of pressure and then determining how she's going to show up. The official gate name for Gate 60 is the Gate of Acceptance. And sometimes with these gate names, it's worth considering that this particular gift that she has There's an ability to overcome the standard of acceptance. So what other people would say, okay, yeah, I can just live with that. She is not that person. She looks at what is the status quo and will always have an interest in going well above and beyond that and shape-shifting her way into getting whatever it is that she wants. Now we're going to look on the other side of the chart, the other part of the incarnation cross at the sun gate on the personality side. This is the most potent gift and purpose in your life. Typically when you're feeling blocked, there's a probability that you are not aligned to the energy of this specific gate. This gift is your magic. This gift is your medicine. For Kim, her conscious sun gate is gate 50. The archetypal name is the tuning fork. Gate 50 is the energy for harmonizing the vibration of the collective to a frequency that is rooted in the beliefs, the values, the experience that will best serve everyone in the collective. Folks with this particular gift, the gift of the tuning fork, have an instinctive knowing that groups are only as healthy as every member of that group. And they can easily pick out fears and uncertainties and insecurities that make the group collectively fail or fall apart. There's a deep awareness that it's important to ensure that all members of a collective or aligning to a certain set of values that will ultimately serve that collective, take care of that collective. Now, I think that there is some possibility that this is something that Kim has done in her family very naturally. And when we look at Kim and the role that she's playing in society, I think that oftentimes she is very much a mirror to us of what is going on in the collective, We have an interest in her for a reason. And I think it's because she really gets the frequency, the vibration of what is going on in Western culture. And so we have to consider that that's a big responsibility. There is a theme within Gate 50, the tuning fork of having a fear of responsibility. And so I wonder if Kim sometimes is like, oh my gosh, like this is a lot for me to carry and we don't necessarily hear her say this. Gate 50 is connected on the body graph to the splenic center where a lot of our fears can hang out. The spleen when it is in its highest expression is that space of deep instinct, of deep knowing. So she knows, she knows what the collective needs. She's practicing that in her own household and with her sisters and her mom and her family. She has the ability to help the collective to heal, to help the collective to align more deeply to the values that are important to them. It's just a matter of if she is going to fully allow herself to play that role and to offer collective empowerment. I think it's possible as she steps more into her purpose that we could see her play a role that, that's, that's like this. The official gate name of gate 50 is the gate of values. Okay, then on the final point of the incarnation cross is the earth gate on the personality side. This particular gate is about empowering you to do your work in the world. When you are suppressing this gate or this particular gift, this is when we can have insecurities arise. This is also the gate that often predicts what we are going to do as our J-O-B jobs. So for Kim... And very interesting, her conscious earth gate is gate three, which the archetypal name is the sacred fool. And yes, if you consider the fool in tarot, it's very similar. This is about playfully creating order out of chaos. And I think that when you consider what Kim is up to in the world, that is a bit of what she does. She is creating her own sense of order in a very chaotic world. This is another affirmation that Kim has a very deep understanding of how to create innovative ways to overcome obstacles, that she has fun doing it. She faces them in a really lighthearted, sacred fool sort of approach. And on the other side of that, if she's feeling a bit shadowy, she can feel disempowered, disordered, out of control. And for her, in order to feel good and effective, and as if she is working towards her purpose, she needs to harness the chaos and have a good time doing it. Okay. So, so interesting, right? When you consider her North Node in Leo, her South Node Aquarius, these particular archetypes that make up her incarnation cross, the wandering storyteller, the embodied magician, the tuning fork, and that final sacred fool. We really start to get a picture of what Kim is here to do on this planet. So now that you've got an understanding of how these charts work, how we use North Nerd Astrology and the Incarnation Cross in human design to determine purpose, I'm going to do a quick recap of this through Taylor's chart and Harry Styles' chart. I'm going to go through a bit more quickly with these two charts because I think you really get it, but I think it's helpful to see a couple of additional examples. So let's look at Taylor's chart first. She's a Sagittarius Sun, Cancer Moon, Scorpio rising. The interesting thing about Taylor's chart is there's this dichotomy of Capricorn and Cancer energy all over her chart. Her Neptune is in Capricorn, Chiron in Cancer, Saturn in Capricorn, Jupiter in Cancer, Uranus in Capricorn, Mercury in Capricorn, and then her moon in Cancer. There is a dominant water energy amongst her inner planets, but when you see that sort of pull of the Capricorn CEO energy and this beautiful mothering energy of Cancer, you can see why Taylor can kind of struggle with which of those things she really wants to be in the world. So let's take a look at her North Node and South Node and see what that tells us about her purpose. Interestingly enough, she has the reverse of kim's north and south node taylor's north node is in aquarius her south node then of course is in leo Aquarius north nodes are really effective in groups rather than being the solo star, which is interesting because, of course, Taylor is one of the biggest solo stars on the planet. She is very used to that. However, that is a comfort zone for her. So growing up, she was likely really tapped into that Leo south node energy. And as she gets older, we see her inviting the people that are really important to her and creating music into her spotlight a little bit more. She is going to feel the most fulfilled in her life when she's actually sharing the spotlight. I think it's why she has really started to elevate Jack Antonoff, who has been a producer partner of hers, Aaron Dessner from The National, she makes sure that those guys get to share the stage with her when she's accepting awards, when she's talking about the records. Taylor has supposedly been a fan of Aaron from The National for a really long time and contacted him out of the blue during the 2020 shutdown and said, hey, it's Taylor. Would you ever be up for collaborating with me? It wasn't like, hey, I'm Taylor. I'm the biggest star in the world. I want you to work for me. It was a request for collaboration, a very Aquarius approach to take. Taylor's Aquarius North Node sits in the fourth house of home and family. Also makes a lot of sense that she's, Speaking more about her struggle around what home and family really looks like as she is moving closer to purpose. On her new records, Midnights, which I absolutely love. She is spending a lot of time and some sort of reckoning that a lot of women have around relationships, motherhood, and ambition. She's very close to this because it is a part of her purpose to spend time really considering what home life looks like for her. She says In one of the songs, there's a lyric that is, the only kind of girl they see is a one-night or a wife. And what Taylor gets, having this Aquarian North Node energy, is that there is a moment happening very clearly that she can be a leader in around re-examining and restructuring what home and family looks like for the ambitious woman. There's a rebellion here, and she is happy to lead it. Having her self-node placement in Leo in the 10th house is so clear. In many lifetimes, including Taylor's early days, she was incredibly comfortable being the most popular person in the room, winning Grammys at a really young age, standing in the spotlight. This is so natural to her, and it's a part of her unique story and how she evolves and continues to find happiness is taking that ability to be in the spotlight, that ability to be in that 10th house of popularity, of social status gift that she has, and then using that for the greater good. When I talk about her four archetypes within her incarnation cross in just a second, I'm gonna share with you something about her charitable approach to living and this shows up here and then shows up on that part of her chart on the human design chart too taylor is going to find that as she grows as she gets older and older as she moves through saturn returns chiron returns as she walks closer to that true north star that store that star of destiny that is the North Node. She will become a more and more charitable person and will find more and more fulfillment in really stepping into Taylor as the humanitarian. Her human design chart, she's a five-one projector with splenic authority. Her sun gate on the design side is gate six. The archetypal name for this gate is the Peacemaker. She has a natural gift of being able to take situations that normally can feel like there's a lot of conflict or chaos, for example, and use that as a gateway into emotional empowerment. And we definitely get that in her music. The shadow side of this particular gate, remember this is on the unconscious side. So sometimes it feels like, do I really have to be this particular person? Do I have to be the peacemaker? There's a fear of intimacy, something else that shows up in her songs and that we've seen in her past relationships. It's no wonder that she keeps her current relationship with Um, Joe Alwyn, very private and quiet because there is a part of her that I think is really considering that that is very much her own and that she's created a piece within herself and emotional stability in her relationship that she is not interested in inviting other people into. She's also, with this particular gift and talent, rarely going to show up as someone who is out of control of their emotions. She's not going to be combative or confrontational. And you can see when she's been engaged in confrontation, she stays really emotionally centered. Like, for example, those Kanye West experiences that she had. Taylor's unconscious earth gate is gate 36. The archetypal name is the compassionate sage. This is about cultivating compassion for herself and others. This is about being human, expressing gentleness and emotional wisdom. The official gate name for gate 36 is the gate of crisis. So Taylor is naturally gifted at overcoming crisis. She understands the cyclical nature of the world in which there's going to be phases in which things are really beautiful and wonderful, and there's going to be phases in which things feel very tumultuous. And she is able to move through that with a lot of grace. Compassion is the key to overcoming crisis. And she has a deep understanding of this. When she is feeling empowered, she is going to be able to harness empathy and express that really beautifully, which she does through her songs. When she is, however, on the shadow side of this, there would be an energy of lacking compassion for herself, beating herself up, holding herself to impossible standards. She talks about that in her record Midnight as well. There's a line in which she talks about feeling like she's the monster on the hill. She talks about her body image issues. And we see that part of Taylor expressed when she is feeling inadequate That is ultimately one of the fears that can come from having this particular gift of being the compassionate sage is not being good enough, being compassionate with others, but not with yourself. So for Taylor to step into her fullest power, she's got to also direct that compassion inwards and take good care of herself. On the personality side, her sun gate is 26. The archetypal name is the sacred salesperson. This is about believing in an abundant future for everyone, seeing that there's a bright possibility out there for every single person. The official gate name is the taming power of the great. So she has this ability to maximize power and nurture community with that power and then sell everybody else on how this is going to work there's a theme of being the best which she ultimately truly wants for herself but she wants that for everyone around her her fans the organizations that she gives money to she has stepped into politics a little bit and expressing what she believes to be the right choices for the world And she's done that even in moments where her management and the people around her have said, that's not really safe for you. That's not really what you're here to do. But she knows that for the future to be bright for everyone, she needs to share her voice. She needs to communicate what she believes to be true. This is a gate of integrity. It's a gate of championing causes that she believes to be really important for everyone to live their very best life. Her earth gate on the personality side is gate 45. Here's where that money piece shows up. The archetypal name is the money steward. This is about finding the win-win in material matters. This is about being a leader- in regards to how money is used and how resources are distributed. The official gate name for gate 45 is the gatherer. So in ancient times, this would be the person that goes out and actually brings the resources back into the community and then makes a decision about how those resources will be best used. For Taylor, this is about earning money, of course, and then looking at how she wants to distribute it. When I was putting together this episode, I was researching all of the different places that she's contributed to from a charitable perspective. The list is long. She's donated money to Louisiana flood victims. She's donated loads of money to cancer research, to music departments of different colleges and universities. She has donated money to the World Health Organization, to Feeding America, to individuals, during the pandemic that lost partners or caregivers in their home. She donated something like $70,000 to her hometown library like 10 years ago. She donated profits from her Wildest Dreams video to the African Parks Foundation of America and donated over a million dollars to the Nashville Tornado Relief fundraising efforts this is very much a part of who she is and it's going to help her to continue to serve her purpose when she is able to create abundance for self and then distribute that money to causes that she feels are really important and i think as taylor continues to get older we're going to be seeing more of taylor the philanthropist The last thing I want to mention about Taylor's chart is her activated perfected house for the year of 2023. It is the 10th house of social status in Leo. The ruler of her year is the sun. She will officially be 33 years old, leaving her Saturn return well behind her. I would imagine we may see Taylor winning awards for her music, really stepping into That Leo energy, that popularity of the 10th house with this new record, Midnight, which has already started as we are closing out year 2022, just wait till award season for 2023. She's going to be cleaning up. She will be shining brightly on the stage, fully embodied, fully empowered, living her best life at age 33. Okay, so one more chart we're going to take a look at, and that is the chart of one Harry Styles. This was a really fun one. It's very much what I expected to see. How could we possibly sum up this man? He is really doing it all. He, of course, is on stage on any given day, traversing the globe in his world tour. And then he's become this bona fide movie star, too, with the release of Don't Worry, Darling, and then My Policeman. It is no question that this person overflows with talent. He's also like the muse for Gucci. He is a fashion icon. Harry's Big Three, Aquarius Sun, Libra Rising, Libra Moon. He completely embodies his song, Treat People With Kindness, and does that while wearing a couture gown. Harry's North Node placement is Scorpio in the second house of material possessions. Scorpio North Node, folks, are all about true personal transformation and rebirth in the human form. Scorpio North Node people are usually very gifted in the areas of arts and are often quite musical. This is so aligned for him. Because he has this placement in the second house of the material realm, this is a person that's very sensual. This is a person who is is luxurious and really enjoys the worldly nature of being a human on this planet. His south node placement then, of course, on the opposite axis is in Taurus in the eighth house of sex, death, and transformation. It's just this beautiful exchange happening here as he moves through his comfort zone when we consider what he incarnated on this planet to do and the gifts that he brought with them. He brings in this worldly Taurus energy and has this deep awareness of the underworld. And then as he transcends and transforms, he finds new ways of communicating that through the work that he does. So This is the type of person who's going to go through many fabulous reincarnations within this particular lifetime. This is a person who is going to give in to desires and pleasure because they recognize that, hey, I'm here for a specific amount of time, and I'm going to enjoy all the pleasures of what's available to me while I'm here. And at the same time, as I work towards highest purpose in this lifetime, I am going to help others to see what is typically unknown or a bit beneath the surface through the work that I do. On Harry's human design chart, he is a 5-1 manifesting generator with emotional authority. Of course he is. His sun, gate, On the design side is gate one, the archetypal name, the divine creative. This is about connecting to the natural cycles of creativity and making a mark. The official gate name is the gate of self-expression. This gate is about creation as a primal force in the world. This is a person who has the ultimate energy potential to manifest inspiration with no limitation. There's just this high level, this high capacity for creative output. So, of course, he does all of the things that he does. On his earth gate, on the design side, it is gate two. The archetypal name is the receptive feminine. This would make sense why we see Harry and address in the pages of Vogue. He understands authentic direction. Rules and boundaries do not apply to him. This is a self-reflected gate. The official name is the direction of self. He understands receptivity as a feminine force in which we all have access to. He knows that life is a balance of the feminine and masculine energies and that receiving the gifts of life is true abundance. His sun gate on the personality side is 19. The archetype name is the sensitive soul. This is about being sensitive to the needs of others, being deeply attuned to the world around you, empowering community, and having the ability to do this without sacrificing self sensitive soul harry likely loves being around people who are emotionally healthy and intelligent and he thrives when his people are thriving whether that's the people in his relationship like olivia wilde or when his fans are thriving or when his friends like alessandro michelle of gucci are thriving The sensitive soul is not going to choose relationships that are of the tormented soul type. He's going to choose other people really doing their things. Other people that are expressing creatively have a lot of that like deep rooted artist in them. That's going to be his people. Finally, Harry's Earth Gate on the personality side is Gate 33, the contemplative witness, perfect for the songwriter that he is. Gate 33 knows that there is beauty and wisdom in everything, including our pain, our memories life experiences from the past. And Gate 33 knows that we owe it to ourselves to face that stuff, to really take a look at it, to see it, to validate it, to feel through it, and then alchemize it into knowledge for the collective. This is about sharing lessons of the past. This gate, from an official name perspective, is the gate of privacy. So it also explains why Harry keeps a bit of his personal life, like his relationship with Olivia Wilde, quite secret. He's going to share what he believes to be important for the collective. And that is not something that he feels we all need to know about. He, on the other hand, through his lyrics, through his music, is going to share things that he does believe that we need to know about. When you consider some of the lyrics to Harry's songs, there is a lot of joy and happiness and fun. And he definitely believes we all need that. And there are stories that he's likely processed already and really integrated into who he is that he believes will help other people to process the feelings that he's gone through in past. So that is very much the behavior of Gate 33, the contemplative witness. Lastly, for Harry, the activated, perfected house is the fifth house of pleasure in the sign of Aquarius. I mean, could we get any more Aquarian in this man's chart? His inner planets, the majority of them are in fact in the sign of Aquarius. The air element is dominant amongst his inner planets. So this is really going to be his year. He is moving into his Saturn return. I think sometimes we think Harry is he seems to be quite an old soul. And we see that in his chart. He sometimes appears to be a little bit older than he is in terms of like the wisdom that he possesses. So as he moves into this year 28, the ruler of his year is Saturn. As long as he is leaning into that life of luxury, pleasure, artistic expression, and doing it in a way that is lifting up the spirits of the collective, he's gonna have a beautiful year ahead. Okay, okay. With that, we are complete. I hope you've had a great time listening to this episode. I love putting these charts together. I get to do this on the regular when I'm doing soul strategy readings, but normally I am not doing celebrity charts. So if this was fun for you and you would like to hear more of these in future, let me know. If you're interested in having your own chart reading, you can book those through the end of the year over at Studio. And I also have recorded versions available that you can get for yourself or for a friend or family for the holiday season. I really appreciate all of you that have been leaving reviews. If you believe that this show is worthy of a five-star review, please drop into the app that you're listening to this show on and give us a quick rating if you particularly loved this episode tell me that you love this episode you want more of this episode and what other readings you might like to hear other people who might be interesting for you to know more about their charts i am happy to do more of these if this is something you are really feeling if you're interested in joining me in the lifestyle lab or in palm springs or in bali As a reminder, details are in the show notes. If you feel called to share the show on Instagram, you can tag us at your woo-woo BFF. We love to see it. Wishing you all a really wonderful start to the holiday season. I'll be back again next Thursday. As always, sending you much love, high vibes, and a magical close to 2022.